0: You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at MashThoseButtons.com On this episode, we go back to Sunfall. We help Venasha save an innocent man, and help young King Itaman escape the Shadow Karja. Welcome to episode 22 of Lightkeeper Protocol. Welcome to Lightkeeper protocol a podcast about our journey through horizon zero dawn and horizon forbidden west i am jared but you can call me ja and i am here with christina also known as pop tart hello and yes i'd like to welcome any new listeners and also welcome back any returning listeners thanks again for checking out Lightkeeper protocol and then and, and coming back to check out Lightkeeper protocol uh we do have a discord server that we love to have you in that we love to hear your thoughts on the game and the show so please join us at mash.gg slash discord and uh, join us on the Horizon Zero Dawn channels there. So on our last episode, we talked about Bright Market, which is the part of the Sundom that you get to right before you hit Karja territory. Well, right before you hit that lake. So that's a lake, right? That goes into Karja territory. You know, the main area that's split between uh, the Sun Karja and the Shadow Karja. Which is actually kind of funny because the shadow carja have like a military installation on their side, and then on the sun carja side, it's just bright market. (laughs) Right. That's it. It's like a dock, and that's it. There's nobody guarding it.
1: (laughs) Well, that's how little
0: of a threat. That's yeah. yeah, That's how small
1: they don't care.
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah. But in this episode, we're gonna talk about the side quest in Sunfall. And also a little bit about the rust wash. When I say a little bit about the rust wash, I do mean a little bit because there's not much there. Uh, that area is made sparse for a reason. They really want you to see how bad the sun carj. Not the sh- sun, but the shadow carj have it.
1: Right. It's funny because it's shadow carj, but it's like in the middle of the desert.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. There is no shadow.
1: No
2: shadow.
0: There. there is no shadow, but. Uh, yeah, but I mean, essentially, it's just mostly desert area. It's mostly flat. Um, I would say this area is a little annoying in terms of the um, campsites—not the campsites, but the yeah, the, the fast travel campsites. Because most of these fast travel campsites have machines around them. Yeah, it could be a broadhead, it could be a charger, it could be ravagers, like it could be anything. But they have machines around them, so you spawn, and the machines like, who that, you know. <laughs>
1: Well, maybe they did that on purpose just to show how bad that area is. Like, even their safe areas aren't safe.
0: Right. Maybe so. But that is the most annoying thing about fast traveling into the Rust Wash.
1: Also, like, none of their fast travels are in good places. Like, (laughs) it's like the worst fast travel (laughs) locations.
0: That is true. Yeah. So... There is a rust wash tall neck, and that area is pretty open, and it has a lot of big machines there. Like it has ravagers, bellbacks, long legs, and obviously it has watchers, because watchers are just like you know your fodder for those areas. Uh, but I mean, I didn't fight a single machine in this area. I I didn't want to start anything because the machines are kind of so close to each other. You'd attract them if you started a fight.
1: Yeah, you know? I started a. F- I I want to say I was in like the southernmost per- part of that circle. It was a big circle, like that was a really big circle. Um, and I tried to fight uh, I took over a, not a bellowback. Maybe it was just like a a ravager. No, it was a long leg. Um, and I keep mm-hmm. forgetting when you override that, like the other machines know right away. So I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna override right. this and override something else, and it never works, every time. Yeah um
0: yeah it's not gonna it's sorry <laughs>
1: yeah which then summoned the other bellow back but then i blew that one up and it blew everything else up so it kind of just worked out
0: yeah <laughs> i i can see that me i just snuck around that area like it, it doesn't even take long because so that area it's like a crashed airplane there it's a pretty big one i think it's a cr- like a crash like like airplane and, um, yeah, you just got to get onto one of the wings and jump onto the tall neck as it, you know, circles around. And then at that point, you just need to make sure, like, where you, wherever you come down, there's no enemies. <laughs> That's all.
1: You don't think that could have been the crashed Odyssey, do you? Because isn't there an Odyssey log in there?
0: Uh, it is, but I thought, I don't I think like the Odyssey crashed. I thought it blew up.
1: Oh, yeah, you're right. I mean, parts of it might still had to have come down.
0: That's true, but I'm not sure if it would come out come down there. Like solid or there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Especially oh, no. It's that just a conspiracy,
1: wreckage. you know, whatever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just
0: trying yeah, to put too many
1: things together.
0: <laughs> I think it was just like an aircraft and not a spacecraft. Okay. So. Makes sense. Yeah. Cause it had wings. I and mean, if you're building a craft in space, it doesn't need wings. Yeah. Just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: things are turning. I, You know what? I am not an astrophysicist. Is that who works on that stuff?
0: No. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, it's, I don't know. What do astrophysicists do?
1: Along with earthology.
0: Yeah. At least astrophysicists, um, you know, uh, exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's not what astrophysicists okay. do. <laughs> well, I'm not <laughs> that, that either. Not, that is not it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, so there is one corrupted zone there. It's just a few charges and two behemoths. The space is a little tight, but I did honestly. I did this corrupted zone after I got my lodge rope caster. The whole game changes for me after I get that lodge rope caster because there is absolutely nothing I won't tie down. Absolutely nothing I won't tie down because it stays tied down for at least a minute. I
2: didn't so,
0: do <laughs> I, yeah, she did do it. I just tied one down and fought the other one. And then I, once the other one was free, I tied it again. I froze it and then I beat it up. Like, that was it. That's basically what I do to big machines. now.
1: Yeah, we talked about this before uh, the episode a little bit. And I didn't do it because I was in the middle of doing other things. And I was like, I don't want to deal with that. But like finding out it's like two behemoths. So I'm like, "Ah, I could have like that's not that big of a deal. If it was like two thunder jaws, I'd be a little more concerned or the rock breakers. But I feel like I could have done it. But I'm at the point where I'm just like, eh.
0: Nah, I feel you. I feel you. I think um if you would have you have more encouragement if you have that lodge rope caster. Yeah. <laughs> uh but let's go ahead and let's get into the side quest, which all the side quests are in Sunfall, technically speaking. All right, technically speaking, they're in Shadowside, which is a slum of Sunfall. And the first one we're gonna talk about is Healer's Oath, which is actually an errand. So when you're in Shadowside, you run to uh, someone named Abbas. He is watching his sister who's sick. She has a fever. And Aloy is like, oh, she looks very pale. And I was like, yeah, man, she's really sick. <laughs> you know, so uh, Aloy asks if there's anyone in Sunfall that can help. And Abbas says, you know, they know their place is refugees. And the only, there's only one healer in the territory, Galeev. And he says, you know, he's clever, but he won't. He doesn't care. He says he doesn't care much for people and doesn't think he's going to help. I mean that is true but it's a little bit deeper than that uh, but it, it is it is a little true. So Gleeve is in Blazing Arch patching up some soldiers and at this point we've already been to Blazing Arch technically speaking because that's where you find um it's it, you go to it because of a quest from Bright Market.
1: So no. Sun and shadow no, because Sun and Shadow, you have to go to Kestrel's Perch. I actually didn't go to Blazing Arch at all. I had to travel there for the first time.
0: Really? Because Kestrel's Perch is right there. Like,
1: yeah, it's right it's there, and right I didn't there. go. I didn't. I didn't go down the slope.
0: Yeah, I mean, I technically speaking, I consider Kestrel's Perch a part of Blazing Arch because it's right there. So that's what I was talking about. Like, well, you were there.
1: I guess technically yeah. speaking, you could consider it. However, if you go to do that quest and do not deviate, then you don't get the teleport points.
0: In no, you're itself. right. You're right. You're right. No, <laughs> no, I won't. I won't dispute it. I'm just saying it's blazing. It's all blazing arch to me. <laughs> but no, you are correct. Uh, but yeah, so Aloy she heads the blazing arch, and like I said, it's a military outpost. I think I, ma- I mentioned that a little earlier, and it's on the border of Shadow Carter territory. Now. I- I'm assuming this doesn't happen. Well, obviously, it can't happen if you do this ahead of time. So, Christine, you probably didn't hear this because when you got the side quest, you just did them before you did the Zero Dawn facility, right? Yes. So, if you go after you do the Zero Dawn facility and escape the Sun Ring, there's an area in Blazing Arch where there's, where the soldiers are, like, wrestling each other or fighting each other. And you can go near them and you'll hear them talk about you. They're like, oh, I can't believe that girl escaped the sun ring. Like, that's they'll talk about you. They sound impressed.
1: So I have a question, actually. When you go into Blazon Arch, because it's Shadow Carja territory, do you have to wear the um, getup that you get to go back into Sunfall? I don't think
0: so. Only Sunfall you have to. Now, I wore it because I thought I had to, but it turns out I didn't actually have to. <laughs> so, uh, because I, I ended up taking it off while I was inside. In Sunfall, if you're in Sunfall, you can't take off the outfit.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. And I told you about the invisible wall before. So, uh, but yeah, so you go to Blazing Arch and you find Galeev near the dock.
2: Are you Galeev, the healer?
0: I had planned to spend the day gazing at the lands of my
3: exile and feeling sorry for myself, but you're not from Sunfall, so this could be interesting.
2: I came from the tenth city there. There's a sick girl. Her brother told me about you.
3: The answer is no. What? No, I can't spare the medicine, nor my time to administer it. My resources are already spread thin, ...thin as the soiled cloths I have to use for dressings.
2: Why won't you help?
3: Look at it from my perspective. What meager goods I can get must be smuggled in. That's expensive. The behemoth's share goes to the military. Of course, there are the demands of the Citadel. Helus's kestrels are so prone to sticky ends. What's left, that's for the nobles, who can pay well for my services.
2: Look at it from my perspective. A little girl is sick.
3: I think we're calling to each other across an ideological impasse.
2: What's stopping me from just making you do it?
3: I'd have to cause a situation. And you wouldn't harm the only healer disgraced enough to work for the Shadow Karja, would you?
2: Well, we've only just met, but yes, it's tempting.
3: And take it up with the Citadel. They decide who lives and dies. Nothing you can do would compare to my punishment if I use the last of my stock on a tent girl.
2: You're kind of an ass healer.
3: There's no cure for a conscience, but in this line of work, I've built up an immunity to it. And yet, if you feel so strongly about this one girl, perhaps we can make a deal. My charity, for a Thunderjaw heart.
2: That's not how charity works.
3: It is how deals work. You'd settle my debts... for a while.
2: I already have the part.
3: Wow! We could already have a deal. Quickly now, let's salve your poor conscience.
2: See to the girl, and it's yours. Not before.
3: Oh please, on my oath, this girl will survive to see our sad future. You and I shouldn't be seen together. Go on to the slums ahead of me. I'll find you presently. You do stand out in the crowd.
0: So he won't help the girl. And he's saying the reason being is he can't spare the supplies. You know, he already has sparse sparse resources, so he can't spare them. The bulk of the uh, supplies go to the army, and then the next up are the nobles that can actually pay for it. And he says he'd be punished for using the last of his supplies on a tent girl. So I mean, what a boss that was true, kind of true. Like you know, he he even if he get, had enough supplies, like he supplied the army, it had enough supplies. He's not going to help, you know, somebody in Shadow Side, you know, right? Because uh, he he doesn't seem to care. Like he does say something like, you know, there's no cure for a conscience, but I've grown an immunity to it. <laughs> you know, so he doesn't seem to care. But at the same time, it's not like he is overflowing with materials and. Is like no, they need to pay me.
1: Yeah. I mean, he is he is kind of a jerk. Can I just say that because I did this quest before I went into the sun ring, and I don't know if he has a generic face, but this jerk was in the crowd in the sun ring cheering on the machines. Really? Yeah, he was he in might. the crowd.
0: <laughs> I don't know. He might have a generic face. Like, I don't I I don't know. I don't think I've seen anybody else that looks like him that I'm thinking.
1: Yeah, he was like Even right though, there cheering.
0: Technically speaking, the guy the like the one of the, the vendor, the, the 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 ancient vessel vendor without his beard or with his beard different may look like him. Maybe.
1: I don't I don't think it's that. just the
0: glasses. Maybe it's just the glasses. They have <laughs> the same glasses.
1: <laughs> maybe. I'll I'll get the clip and send it to you. Maybe if I remember. Yeah. I probably won't. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so um, he tells Aloy, it's you know, it's a Citadel who decides who lives and dies. But Aloy strikes a deal with him. Um, he'll help the girl for a Thunderjaw heart. I already had one on me. Did you also have one on you? No, <laughs> I don't know
1: how I didn't get one because I have. Even before I fought the Thunderjaw, I always go resource heavy with skill points. So if there's something that can give me more resource, heck, or resources, heck yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that right. Uh, and I never got a Thunderjaw heart. I even went to Meridian and I was like, Ooh, maybe I can buy it. But that's one of the things those merchants don't sell you. They sell like every other heart except for like Thunderjaw.
0: Really? They don't sell Thunderjaw
1: hearts? Yeah. I looked it up and it said that it is unobtainable through market.
0: Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I I already had one. I wish you could trade with other players because I have like four.
1: (laughs) I just have really bad RNG with that stuff. I think if you have a quest like that active though and you need a heart, they'll guarantee the drop Uh, because every time I needed one, that's happened. But I just went to the Valley of Omens and fought it. I, my poor... My poor mount. I rode my mount in there and then I just threw it into the Thunder Jaws path
0: <laughs> for fodder. <laughs>
1: so that way I could distract it and just start like terror blasting. It's like uh shooty things off cannons. There we go. That's
0: what yeah, it's a Shooty things. It's like guns, cannons, which yeah. one you want to go with.
1: Yeah, whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So um once you do have the heart, you give it to them. And he says, you know, uh, head back to Shadowfall. We shouldn't be seen traveling together. And uh, Ailey goes to talk to a boss, and he's surprised that she got Galeeve to help. And he doesn't even want to know why. He's like, don't tell me. And Galeeve's uh, well, like, you're a smart guy, <laughs> you know. And then he helps the girl, and then the quest is over. That's it. That is uh, the end of Healer's Oath. Uh, so after that or maybe even before that depending on how you played it but after that that's when you start the quest line with Vanasha and the first quest in that line is Trader's Bounty. Now, oh yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. Now this quest may it does like feel like a side quest, but the next one in the line definitely feels like it should have been part of the main game. Most definitely, but we'll, we'll get to that. Uh so uh, you can find Vinasha in Shadowfall, like near that tent she was talking about. She's giving food to children.
4: I've heard whispers about you. Rides machines, fancy spear, delightful freckles. Some even say you have a conscience. <laughs> How extraordinary. Who are you? You're obviously not one of the Shadow Karja. My name is Vinasha. For now, all you need to know is that I'm a whisper of reason in this howling pit of insanity.
2: (sighs) I know how that feels.
4: I'm sure you do. And so does Uthid. He's a good man, so naturally the Shadow Carja want to murder him. I've done some digging, and I think he's headed for the green climb. It won't take those mercenaries long to find him. He could use some help, if you're so inclined.
2: Stop being evasive and tell me who
4: you really are. Stop being evasive? You might as well tell me to stop being charming. It's impossible, but I like you, so I'll tell you a secret. I have friends in Meridian, and I'd like to do favors for them when I can. Uthid might be of use to them, if he survives.
2: How do you know Uthid is innocent?
4: I'm excellent at making inquiries. Look... He feeds orphans from his own rations and personally punishes anyone who hurts the old or infirm. The idea that he would try to kill Edoman is ridiculous. He must have found something that can embarrass the priesthood. Otherwise, Bahavas wouldn't risk marking such a well-regarded man for death.
2: What makes you think he's on the green climb?
4: He knows he'll be pursued, so he needs a hideout that's both familiar and defensible. He once single-handedly held off an entire bandit clan in those foothills. My guess is that he'll fall back on what worked before.
2: I'll do what I can for Uthid. But what about you?
4: What about me what? What will you do while I risk my life? Useful things, little Huntress. Look for three dead trees south of Sunfall. They mark the start of the green climb. Good luck.
0: So like she said before, she wants you to help Uthid. And she says he's a good man. Uh, he's wanted for the attempted murder of Eitman, but based on his behavior, Venasha thinks he's innocent. was like, you know, she he always gives food to the poor and helps people out, and doesn't allow the guards to beat up the old people and you know stuff like that. Uh, she thinks that she that he found something sensitive about the uh, priesthood, and that's why they want him dead. So. I mean, Aloy does try to figure out or talk to Vinash a bit more, find out who she is, but, you know, all she she's pretty vague about it, right? All she says is that she has friends in Meridian that can use Uth's help. So I still don't know. I don't know if it's ever confirmed if she works for Avad or if she's even Karja. She might not even be Karja.
1: Yeah, I think she's, I think know. the only thing you hear is like she's a, a secret agent essentially and that's it but that's like the only she's a very unique character too like nobody dresses like her nobody looks like her like
0: yeah well i i looked up her voice actress. she has her voice actress face so
1: oh so they really went in on this character
0: yeah like she had like she her her voice actress and the face are 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 the same essentially oh I, I should have looked up where the voice actress is from, even though she's a voice actress, so she could probably do a bunch of different accents, but she definitely had like, an accent.
1: Oh, okay, <laughs> I thought you were saying like from somewhere before. I feel like I looked the voice actress up as well, and this was like the only thing she did, but I... I...
0: She was known for, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't think she yeah, had any so... other things on there.
0: No, that when I looked it up, it says she's known for being playing Vinasha in Horizon Zero Dawn. I was like, oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't look up her IDMDB. I I forget, I don't even remember the name of the website, but I did see her face. <laughs> and it was like, oh, <laughs> it's the same person. It is actually her face. So uh but uh she says that Uthid is headed to the Green Climb, uh, but it won't take long for the mercenaries to find him. And, you know, he's going there because it's it's a defensible position that he's familiar with, like he's fought there before. So Itway heads to the green climb, which is, it starts on the edge of a mountain. So you're going to have a mountain fight here. And she tracks Uthid uh, with the focus. And on the way, she finds evidence. Like she finds a campsite, a down machine. You got to fight some Glint hawks, which I don't know. Fighting Glint hawks, I'm starting, to, I'm starting to have a change of heart because I'm like, you know, they just want the metal. You know, they just want the metal. Like that's what they do. And you're there disturbing them. You're disturbing their natural function. <laughs>
1: I I guess. I thought you were saying tra- change of heart, like they weren't as annoying or something. Um, yeah, but they still attack you on site, even if you let them deal with their metal. They'll still like, oh, there's a person. I'm gonna fight them instead.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, all machines are like, they're like, you know, they're defending their territory, but, you know, <laughs> you're not letting nature take its course here. Not letting the glen hawks break up the machines and fly them away.
1: I was going to let them And I tried it because I saw another down machine like in the distance, and I ran to it, and it wouldn't let me look at it. I had to kill them before.
0: Oh, yeah. So
1: even if they are just chilling and doing their own thing, like the game forces you to kill them.
0: Ah, yeah. So well, that's on Guerrilla Games then. (laughs) You know. yeah but uh yeah i forgot that you can't see the, n- the next set of tracks for whatever reason until you check out the machines but uh yeah. well, video game logic is why but anyway um and uh you know at aloy she eventually runs into uthid but like as he's shooting a warning shot at her
5: the next one doesn't miss uthid you're young for a bounty hunter or am i old for a soldier
2: i'm not here for the price on your head uthid I BELIEVE YOU'RE INNOCENT!
5: INNOCENT? (laughs) COME ON THEN! IF THIS IS A TRICK, IT'S A GOOD ONE! YOU'VE EARNED YOUR KILL!
2: NO TRICKS. JUST TALK.
5: ALRIGHT. SPEAK.
2: I WANT TO KNOW WHAT HAPPENED AT SUNFALL. WHAT REALLY HAPPENED.
5: ALRIGHT. FOR WEEKS, EACH DAWN IN THE TENT CITY CAME WITH A NEW DEATH. ALWAYS IN THEIR SLEEP, NO STRUGGLE the old, the infirm, sometimes the young, those who couldn't fight for the cause. I should have realized then it was a culling.
2: Who would do such a thing?
5: They thought it was a curse, an evil spirit. But it was only a man, and a silent poison. It took time to catch him, but we did. We brought him before Bahabas for the sun's judgment. He thanked me for my diligence, then had his guards release the villain. You see, it was he who ordered the culling. Then they turned on us. Should have died with my men, so their loyalty meant something. Twenty years I gave to the sun. For what? Malice and murder? As for honor? Sacrifice? True sacrifice? The kind priests and rulers know nothing of? It's all a fat joke.
2: If it's honor you seek, the sun car just seemed trustworthy. A little stuck up, maybe, but trustworthy.
5: Those Karja once raided your Nora lands. Raided every land we could reach. It was the Sun's will. I did what I was told. Others did worse. But as their captain, I had-
2: Uthid, I don't care what you did. I, I can't absolve you. But the Karja are changing their ways. You could too.
5: Perhaps. Avad doesn't understand what the Sun demands of its soldiers.
2: Perhaps he understands it too well.
5: Now you sound like the blameless Murad.
2: I can believe you're a good man. But why go with the Shadow Karja in the first place? Why serve them?
5: Because of Idomen, of course. He was the one true Sun King.
2: Idomen's just a child.
5: Yes. An untainted vessel. I believed he was pure, but they used him. Used our faith. I can see that now. No shadows under a noonday sun. Bahavas didn't need to disgrace my name. I did it myself, serving a rotten throne.
2: I met someone who wants to get you out of this. A woman named Banasha. But first, we need to get you out of here.
5: What are you? You look like a hunter. You give orders like a soldier who's been out... Roar! Mercenaries. Think they'll all line up to tell me I'm innocent? Should have stayed on the plains, Kaja. The mountains belong to us! Kikook's killers! When we're done with you, you won't even
0: leave an echo.
2: You didn't make it hard to be followed. Almost as if you wanted to go out in a showdown.
0: Not much gets by you. So Alo gets his attention by saying that she thinks he's innocent and he allows her to come down and talk. And uh the reason the priest wants him dead is because he found out that Bahavis uh no, sorry. I'm dead again. So uh, the reason that they want him dead is because you know he he found out that people in Shadowfall were being poisoned, and ultimately it was like a culling, like they were being killed on purpose because they were hurt or they were old, they were considered worthless. So he captures the guy who's doing it, and then Bahavis lets him go because Bahavis was the one who ordered it. So that's why Bahavis actually wants him dead. So, you know, he escaped Shadowfall by fighting his way out, and... Now okay his his uh men died helping him, and now it's just him and Aloy, she asked why he went with the Shadow Carger in the first place, uh, and it was because he believed it, uh Edaman was the one true sun king. He said he was pure. I'm like, okay, he's eight, so he hasn't done anything yet. I'm sure right. he's lied and done eight year- old shit. <laughs> I know he's pure <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, so but um he says ultimately, they just use Eedeman and their faith uh to kind of trick everybody so um yeah. i mean they share that in the like main
1: story like what i mean you said it too where the kid was just like you know i have high priest bahabas speak for me and then sits down right
0: yeah and then sits down and then you know hugs his mom so poor kid you could tell he's uncomfortable but um yeah so Uh, while you're talking, the mercenaries show up and the mercenary group's names are funny to me. Like, come on, guerrilla games. Like, you got to put some effort into this. Like, the first in the group of mercenaries were Kook's Killers, you know.
1: Oh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kook's Killers. Uh, so I was like, man, y'all couldn't do it better than that. Not to mention, you can easily turn that into, like, KKK.
1: I, that's why I was like, like oh, <laughs> I didn't even look at the name of them. I was like, oh, it's time to kill people.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, they, they say their names. Like, he was like, yeah, you're going to fight us mercenaries. Key kooks killers. Like it, like, it doesn't matter what your name is. You're about to kill the person, right?
1: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so, uh, Aloy did note that she made it real easy to be followed. That he made it really easy to be followed, sorry. And, uh, you know, it's pretty obvious that he wanted this. He wanted the mercenaries to find him so he could, you know, go down in a blaze of glory. So, you know, you're fighting these mercenaries. And this fight was a slightly annoying because they did have good ranged coverage and good close coverage. So, you had you, you couldn't just focus on the people who had the high ground on you and were at actually a pretty good distance. This is probably one of the best human-based fights in the game. Yeah. Because, like, it was like, oh, like, they're really far away and they're coming close. Okay.
1: I didn't learn my lesson on this first <laughs> fight, but I put a couple of, like, blast wire up because when they run into it, they just die. And I was like, yeah, right. that'll be good. And then I'm just like, you know, shoot in the high lane. I heard one explosion, two explosion, whatever. I'm like, I have a third one. They, like, ran around it. I just shooting and just out of nowhere get smacked in the face. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Oopsies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta pay attention. You gotta pay attention or else they'll get you. Yeah, so once you end up killing that group, uh, you move to a second area. So they do change areas here. And that second area actually has a Thunderjaw disc launcher. Um uh, I mean, he tells you to prepare, you know, while like, you know, for the next fight, but they don't give you that much time because I went to go get that disc launcher and right before I grabbed it, a cutscene came up.
1: So I didn't even go up there because I was just grabbing like the random things on the ground and it started. So I was like, oh, okay, well I'll get the rest of the stuff later. And then after the fight was over is when I went up there and was like, this was here the whole time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was there the whole time. And this group of this, this is an Asaram group of, um, Mercenaries. They're called the Marvels. That was their mercenary name. That does not strike fear at all. Like it oh, doesn't no. scream mercenary to me, the marvels. It's like, okay, let's go marvels. I
1: feel Da-ding. like I feel like the osterum could have so many better names or something that has to do with weapons or explosives or something.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, Sons <laughs> of the Forge. That's a good <laughs> you
1: one.
2: Know, some, you should be a <laughs> mercenary. Like that
0: yeah I guess well you know you gotta bring in the money somehow (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah but after you kill the marbles you just have to track down Bahabas and his personal guard which are just it's like three skull enemies they all have different weapons you know so you just kill them all but that was the easy part of the fight and then after that Uthic confronts Bahabas.
6: whatever
5: deal you worked out with him I'll double it more than double it no I'm tired of this Bahavis. The lies and the violence in your cheap-scented oils? I don't suppose you kill yourself? I had to! I had to! Prune the weak, or all the Karja and Shadow are doomed! This solves nothing. But may the sun find some worth among your drying
4: bones. That was quite a fireworks show! You took your time. I was busy. What do you think happened to Yan Shan, the other mercenary band? And I had to organize passage to Meridian for a wanted man. Give us a moment, Uthid. Girl talk. <sighs> You've had quite a day. I never imagined Bahavas would blunder into his own trap. His death opens up wonderful possibilities. Remember Edaman and Nasadi, the child king and his mother guarded like hostages at Sunfall? With Bahavas gone, No one will be watching them. I want to get them out. And I could use your help.
2: Kidnapping the Sun King of the Shadow Karja is no small task.
4: It's not kidnapping. They want to go to Meridian, to safety. How do you know that? I've been posing as Nasadi's handmaiden. She's scared. For herself, of course, but mostly for Edaman. Why do you care what happens to them? Edaman is the Shadow Karja's figurehead. If he defects, it will remove their last trace of legitimacy. Beyond that, he's just a boy who clings to his mommy. He made a little grazer for me out of matchsticks once. It wasn't very good, but still, nobody ever made anything for me before. What's going to happen to Uthid now? Don't worry. You gave him a second life, and I'll put it to good use. He'll be welcomed in Meridian as a military advisor. Hopefully, he can help Avad finish the Shadow Karja with as little bloodshed as possible.
2: What's going to happen at Sunfall now that Bahavas is dead?
4: Oh, it will be glorious. The priests will panic. They'll be infighting, skullduggery, and backstabbing as they wrangle for power. Best of all, they'll be distracted. Bahavas, your life brought misery, but your death is a flower that blooms in abundance.
2: What do you need to get Nasadi and Idaman out of
4: Sunfall? With Bahavas dead, Sunfall is the easy part. I'll handle that. The big fuss will be crossing the border to the Sundom. Find my friend, Three-Toe near the Branded Shore. I hired his crew to sweep the path, so all you have to do is wait for me.
2: If this Huadiv has already cleared the area, why do you need me?
4: Contingencies, little Huntress. Something will go wrong, and I
0: need protection I can count on.
4: You. I'll try not to disappoint.
0: Yeah, so, uh, Bahavis, he tries to justify the culling, but Uther wasn't having it, and, you know, stabs him in the gut, and that is how the high priest Bahavis dies. Uh, but, uh, you know, Aloy, they don't even talk. They just, he just gives him a nod, like, yeah, and he's like, yeah. But, um.
1: I just don't get, like, two whole mercenary groups come in and get destroyed. What And then you only have two guys with you or three or however many. Not that many. There's like
0: three. yeah And
1: you're not like, let me peace. Watching this dude die isn't worth it because I don't (laughs) think he's going to die. No, he just stands there.
0: Yeah. He really had faith in his guard. Really, really had faith in his guard. And I I have to say it did not work out for him.
1: Did not at all.
0: Yeah. So truly after that, Banasha appears and she actually says she took care of one of the mercenary groups on her own, so good for her. She's kind of a, a badass that we haven't seen yet. And uh, she says now that Bahavis is dead, it's time to take Edamon and his mother back to Meridian. Like, it gives them an opening to do so because he's not, like, yeah, obviously they're going to be in disarray. Uh, so nobody's going to be watching them. And it's a power move because if they take Edamon, they don't have a claim to the throne at all. Like, if he defects and goes back, you don't have a claim. Then again, I mean, I was thinking about it like they would never let it get out that he defected, right?
1: Right. They would they probably would, say that he got kidnapped or something.
0: He got kidnapped. That's what they'd say that he got kidnapped and being held hostage by the Sun Karja. That's what they would say. Um so yeah, and um she needs your help. Well, she says she might need your help crossing your border and she wants you to go help a crew or just she's actually she doesn't even say how much you to help the crew, she wants you to just go there and wait for her. She wants you to go to this location and wait for her. She already hired a crew to help clear the way, and she is like, you know, just in case there's any problems. I mean, it's a video game, of course, they're gonna be problems, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, that's how we play them. We we are problem solvers, people. That's what we are. We are problem solvers. So, um, that actually ends a traitor's bounty and right after that that begins a queen's gambit and uh, Aloy, she travels and meets Huadive uh, three-toed Huadive now they never really get down to why he's called three-toed Huadive never they do not not yeah. even a dialogue option like why do they call you three-toed Huadive nothing so you, you go to him and you talk
2: you're three-toed Huadive right Venasha sent me what happened
0: I got hornswoggled,
6: that's what. Vanasha batted her lashes, wiggled her hips, and promised us treasure. Clear a path for the royals, she said. Sneak past the garrison and skewer a few watches. Hardly a bother. Little did we know there was a damned monstrosity lurking underground. When will I learn not to gawk at skinny girls?
2: Why do you think Vanasha swindled you?
6: My crew came to Sunfall because we heard the bounties were fat. She offered us the fattest one of all, enough to retire on. It's my own damned fault for taking the bait. Should have known I'd end up with a rupture in my useful parts.
2: Something attacked you from underground.
6: Oh, you picked that up, did you? I wondered why the Shadow Kaja didn't pay attention to the pass. Well, they don't need to. A rock-eating demon guards it for them. It tunnels in the dirt, breaks through the earth, and blasts rocks from its stinking face. I barely escaped. My comrades weren't so lucky. I might shed a tear if they weren't all cutthroats and cheaters.
2: So Vanasha needed safe passage for Nasadi an and Itaman, but it didn't work out?
6: She made it sound so sweet and easy. Find the best path to the lake, make sure it's safe. What could go wrong? turns out a lot like bloody murder in the grinding jaws of a heinous death beast
2: Fenasha will be here soon with Nasadi and Itiman I've got to destroy that thing in the past before they arrive
6: You're not too bright, are you? Well, we didn't last long against it, but I'll tell you what I know. It has armor everywhere, a little less at the rear. And when it goes underground, it will lose track of you if you're quiet. You might even be able to keep it from going under altogether if you hit its big crooked arms hard enough. That's all I can offer, friend. I promise to look solemn at your funeral before I hit the bar.
0: So Hudeem and his crew ran into a rock breaker and just like the quarry, his people got chopped up and chewed up. This is another instance of someone not knowing what a rock breaker is. So they have to be so rare.
1: Yeah, I, I did run into one nest. Um, which is kind of right outside this. I think it's right outside the Shadow Carja Outpost. I think it's like a little northeast of that. Um, right. And I looked it up, and that's the only nest. So it's it's a path that most people don't go down often. Hmm. I would say. Gotcha. I I don't think people travel into Sunfall from. Well, you know what they do because there was a lot of people in Sunfall excited for the Sunring. So I don't know, but I guess people just don't go that way too often
0: that is true i mean you would think they'd pop up in other places or maybe at this point like uh word is spreading about these like massive beasts that live underground
1: i wonder if they're newer uh in in the world of the game because thunder jaws are only um what five to ten years five
0: yeah they but that's the thing the new machine's were built specifically to kill humans though. Like they were built right. like Ravagers, um uh Thunderjaws, Sawtooths, um what else was new? Like I, mean, I can't remember. Everything else existed before and just became more aggressive. Right. But the Rock Breakers clearly they have like a clear purpose, which is just to burrow underground and do stuff. What stuff they're doing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not an earthologist, Christina. I don't know. Uh, neither <laughs> what, am I. What they might be doing and burrowing underground—like, how could they be helping there? You know,
1: well, any earthologist uh, out there?
0: Yeah, if you're an earthologist, please come into the Discord and tell us <laughs> what the rock breakers could be doing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Uh, you know, he, he he feels like he's been like bamboozled. I think he actually says "hornswoggled," uh, which is bamboozled in Horizon speak. But uh, he does actually—you know—when I now I think about it, when I put "hornswoggled" into uh, my my uh, note app here, it was spelled wrong, and it corrected the word. So "hornswoggled" is a real word. Uh, now, uh, now I'm just reflecting on that. Huh. Yeah, so he was hornswoggled. That's a new word I learned today. I'm going to use that in Scrabble sometime. (laughs) Uh, But uh, he does give some tips on how to defeat it. He's the first person to actually give you tips. Like he tells you, I didn't know this. I didn't try it either. I didn't take his word for it. But he says, if you don't make noise when it goes underground, it can't find you. I did not try that tip because I just run and dodge. I just run and dodge. That's what I do. I know that works for sure.
1: You know me. If I can cheat, I will. So I did. Uh, so when you first drop down to that area, there's like a little ledge that you can stand on. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't burrow underneath and come up on that ledge. So I kind of just shot his front legs off and then once I did that ran over and did the rest.
0: Oh wow. Look at you. That's so efficient. <laughs> uh but um I'm sure QA loves you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he also said you know you can get rid of his digging arms, which we did know that. And then he says he takes more damage in the back. Also, don't know about that. I I I I don't know about that. Like sh- I use what I I freeze and I shoot. That's what I do. I freeze and shoot and dodge when he's popping up out of the ground. Yeah, it's That's really how hard I to get. It. Like
1: I know there's stuff on his belly, so when he's like diving up, you can shoot the blast containers on his belly. But I can never get them. I'm like freaking out too much every time I fight them uh (laughs) two times
0: (laughs) yeah i can see that this is the third time yeah the third time i think well this will be your second time isn't it because you got the rock quarry and you have this but then other than that i think it's the the corrupted zone
1: i thought i fought a different another one but yeah you're probably right i think you're right so
0: but uh yeah, after you uh, take down the, the rock breaker, well, you, you have to go down and fight it first. But you go down and fight it. It's in a canyon, but it's still a rather large area. And uh, yeah, you defeat the rock breaker. You come back up and talk to Hua and He's like, I can't believe you did it, you know? And he's limping around holding his gut, you know, from <laughs> what happened earlier. And I just come back up and it's like, no big deal. And uh, you guys wait for Vinasha. And it's funny when she shows up because she's like, oh, you look terrible. Like, <laughs> tell him talking to who I did, Like, you look, 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 look like something chewed you up and spat you out. And he's like, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> you know. Um, and so Vinasha says it won't be long before the Shadow Carja are on them. And, you uh, you know, you take Edaman and his mother through the valley. Because the was supposedly the safest path to get to, not the docks, but to get to the lake that would take them over to Karja uh, territory. And you take them through the valley. And as you are uh, in the valley, the Shadow Cards start coming behind you. So, Aloy and Vinasha, they fight together. And it's funny. So, she says, put down traps. And I'm like, okay. So, I start putting down tripwires. Yeah. And, yeah, those aren't traps. That's tripwire. So, you actually have to put down at least one trap.
1: Oh, so, I did both. I did tripwire and trap. But when she was like, yeah, put down traps. There's going to be a lot of them. And there was like... Three waves of like three people.
0: Three waves? Oh, that's right. I forgot like the first wave hit my very first tripwire and died almost immediately. <laughs> I put it up really far. Like like as soon as I as soon as the <laughs> it, it, it switches over to the actual fight, I turned on the focus and for a split second I saw their like models and then they were gone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cheating. So
0: yeah. Yeah, I forgot. Like, I forgot that they, like it, it was a third like wave, but like, yeah, it was like some car, shadow Karja and then there were some um, corrupted machines. And then after you do that, then the big guy comes out. Then the uh, corrupted thunderjaw shows up. He has two sun Karja guards. Uh, so no, he has. I think he has two shadow Karja guards with him, and. You have two Sun Karja guards, so you do have some help in this fight, or as Christina put it, a distraction. Uh, yes. You do have a distraction for the fight.
1: I felt so bad because when she was like, you know, we can't have anything happen to, like, Itaman and his mom, and this dude's already hurt, so we're going to go down to, like, the river. You guys stay and make sure Aloy's fine. And after the fight they were dead like nobody oh, survived yeah. i was like oh boy mm-hmm. those poor sacrifices
0: <laughs> yeah like no they don't live through that like no. there was no way they were going to live through that at all even with me because i do the same thing for every big machine now I, I i tie it down i freeze i shoot it even me keeping it like tied down like a good amount uh, yeah, they still die. Like, they would die with, like, one stomp or one hit. Because we're, t- we're talking about corrupted Thunderjaw, too. So, it's definitely uh, more damage. It does take more damage, too. Uh, so, my normal... Like, usually, I'll, I'll use two disc launchers, and then I have to shoot it with an arrow, like, once, and it's gone. And, yeah, that didn't work. So, I had to shoot it a bit more. But it did. It died. You know?
1: I was more no I already I feel like I fought a corrupted Thunderjaw no I didn't not at this point I don't think I have never mind I'm kidding um <sighs> <laughs> but it came out and I was like I remember I was messaging you because I was like sorry I'm stuck in this quest because it's like the length of a full quest not just a side quest a full quest so I'm like I'm so sorry yeah. I'm like fighting these waves of enemies oh my god is that a corrupted Thunderjaw <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it sounds a lot scarier than what it was
0: yeah, like you do if you, if the space is big enough for you to fight a rock breaker yeah. it's big enough for you to fight a thunder jaw. And
1: you have the two distractions so, with you, so
0: Exactly. So, I was just surprised they put a rock breaker and a thunder jaw in the same exact quest. That's what surprised me. And honestly. it's a side like, quest.
1: Really? Like it should have been a side And it's a, a side quest. quest on
0: top of that. It feels like it should have been a main quest. Yeah. And actually i'll I'll talk about when we get to the end because it kind of reinforces it a bit more, but um once you're done with the with the corrupted thunder jaw, you head down to I don't even know what type of sea vessel you call what they got on <laughs> like, I'm not sure floats. it's something that floats and has a paddle behind it uh is he called a paddle boat I don't know like Because in my notes, I say, Aloy catches up with Venash and they set sail, question mark. There's no sails on this thing. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it just moves through the water. I have no idea what type of sea vessel this is. I'm probably making it sound better than it is by saying sea vessel. (laughs) You know, because honestly, it looks like, um, uh, you know, some crates that somebody put together and then just (laughs) you push it across the water. They gave it a propulsion system. So, uh, but you do arrive in the Meridian docks at Bright Market and you're greeted by Avad. Edaman, my brother, welcome home. You have nothing to fear.
3: You are now under the protection of the Sundom, my protection. As is your mother, she will not be harmed. You have my word, the law of the sun. Aloy, it seems I see your influence everywhere. You've done so much for the Sundom. And it will always be appreciated. You have my thanks. May you walk in the light.
4: Appalling. I spent two years in the Forbidden West setting this up and the redhead gets all the credit?
6: I'm still getting paid, right?
4: You'll be lucky if I let you live. I couldn't have done this without you. When we meet again, I'll give you a proper thanks. I promise.
0: Uh, yeah, so he welcomes Edom and his mother back and he thanks you for helping get his brother back and uh vanasha she makes a joke that the redhead got all the credit you know but she's thankful too and you know she heads off she'll she'll give you a proper uh thank uh, thank you later you know is what she says so i mean that is that quest now another thing that made me feel like this was like a main quest was that cutscene that you got you know while you're crossing the water Yeah. yeah sailing across and you know, they they definitely try to put they put the music to it and they put the shots, you know, the the, the good like, you know, cinematic you know, cinematic shots in it. And then Aloy was like, Oh know uh, uh, was like, what you just did helped us to turn the tide of this war, and she's like, But my war keeps going. <laughs> you know, that's what she did. One of those. I
1: forgot about that. I have that here. I forgot about that. I think I talked to you about <laughs> it too. I was like, I hate this scene. Like, just be happy for two seconds.
0: Yeah, this isn't my war. Uh, yeah, it's like she, it's like she she's got that grizzled veteran going on. My war is forever.
1: Some Batman. <laughs> no. She's got some Batman emotions yeah. here. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, but yeah, that's the end of Queen's Gambit. Which, I mean, honestly, that that feels like that should have been a main quest. Like, Vinasha feels like a character that should have been, like, she should have been a main character. Like, you know, so.
1: I feel like I don't think they're going to do this. I would be very upset if they the second game, because it's like two weeks out or whatever at this point. So like they're not going to put it in and not say it. I feel like at this point, Um, but your quest progress in one effects, two. I don't think they would do that. Um, I feel like they would have to make this canon and put her in the next game because I feel like they set her up to be an ongoing character.
0: Right. I do think she is going to show up in Forbidden West. I do think so. I mean, technically speaking, I mean, um, I don't know if I want to spoil it or not, but you might be able to check her IMDb if she has one. And it might say Horizon Forbidden West in it <laughs> oh, already. I feel like that I only
1: saw sometimes. Zero Dawn, though. Like, that was like the only game credits she had, but I could be wrong.
0: Right. Yeah. She does feel like a character that, like, she just feels very unique, you know? Yeah. And she's one of the few unique female characters in the game. Yeah. Yeah, she's one of the very few ones. So, and there's just some that you know aren't going to come over. Like, I can't see Sona in the Forbidden West. I can't oh, see no. that happening.
1: No way. You know,
0: so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think Vinasha is somebody who's going to stick around. So, and- I mean, if not, people want her to.
1: I I want her to. She's, like, my favorite character at this point.
0: Right, yeah. She's, uh, yeah, she's uh, popular. Everybody likes her.
1: (laughs) But, yeah, it's just so weird that you're making such a big impact in the world for it to not be a main story. Because unless she, Aloy goes to the Forbidden West and she's like, forget about all of this place that I, like, lived in for the past 18 whatever years like it doesn't exist i feel like that kind of stuff like would have to have a storyline to it like what happened in meridian after you leave
0: yeah i'm curious to see how they catch people up on the story like is there going to be a previously on horizon zero dawn you know what i'm saying (laughs)
1: because yeah it's been oh five years oh 2017 was so long ago Uh, Since the game came out. Yeah. So So besides listening to this podcast, how else are people going to be caught up?
0: Exactly. And if they they don't have one, I mean, we're the only ones. (laughs) 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 Then it is is our job to inform the people. But uh, yeah, so at this point, you know, I think we only have one more area to really talk about. And that's the Sun Steps. And there's uh, quite a there's more like this quest and the sun steps are actually spread out, but Mm -hmm. there there's a couple of them. So we're gonna on our next episode we're going to be talking about the sun steps for sure. So uh, and then after that we should have all of the side quests done. We should have you know and we should just be you know on on our path to finish the main main quest, (laughs) which is only one of those now. So. Uh, yeah, and then we'll be we'll be done with the main game. But Christina, how you feeling right now? How how you feeling about the game and then finishing up Meridian? No, Meridian. Sorry, Sunfall and the I'm,
1: I'm glad I did uh Sunfall before the last main story we talked about because this is something that I forgot to mention. Actually, um, what's his face? Healus changes his dialogue a little bit in that cutscene. When he's confronting you um, in Sunfall, like when you're before you drop down in, in the ring and he says that like Bahabas is dead and it Idi- Idi- like defected. So he actually puts that in the dialogue. So I actually enjoyed the fact that I did that before doing the story and that I don't have to go into Sunfall with and have to change my outfit every time I go in there. So I'm pretty happy about that. And yeah,
0: that is the benefit of doing it beforehand, <laughs> because other after that, you have to put an outfit on every time you go into Sunfall, which shouldn't be much so.
1: Yeah, but no, I mean, still the same, still just cruising love. Like I said, Vinasha is like my new favorite character. Can't wait to see her in the next game, because I feel like it would be such a waste to have that character in like two quests and then never again in the series.
0: That is true. <laughs> that That is true. Like, it like. It does seem like the waste of a character. So, I mean, out of all the side quest characters, I believe she is the most memorable. Her and Talana, for sure. I
1: love, yeah. Talana's my, oh, I forgot about Talana. She just completely replaced her in my heart. Um.
0: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I love Talana, you See too. that loyalty? See that loyalty right there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, with that, we are going to go ahead and wrap up on this episode. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. And, uh yeah, if you want to follow us on this show and the MASH Network, you can follow us on Twitter.com slash the MASH Network. Christina, where can they find you?
1: You can find me at S'mores Pop-Tart on Twitter and Twitch. And you can also find me on another podcast on this network called Wondrous Tales, where I cover Final Fantasy 14 topics and content and stuff like that. So come hang out.
0: All right. And you can find me on Twitter at Josh Tradamus, And you can also find me streaming on our Twitch channel sometimes at twitch.tv slash buttons, And uh, like I said earlier, we love to have you join our Discord community at mash.gg slash Discord. You know, we love to hear your comments and questions about the show, about the game. So you can reach out to us there on Discord. Or you can reach out to us on Twitter. Or you can just send us an email at mash.gg. If you want to help us out, one of the best ways to do that is to share the show with others. And to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice and uh if you want to take your support a bit further you can visit mtb.gg support and uh you can see all the different ways you can support matches buttons including a patreon the teespring store uh, we have twitch subscriptions available uh humble bundle affiliate links if you buy games through humble bundle uh and then also a one-time paypal donation link uh, as well so all those ways will help you support matches buttons if you if you choose to and i encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear more about mash those buttons And uh, yeah, with that, we are done with this episode and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. See ya.